0: Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Hello and you're very welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, here on Joe, together with Guinness. How are you, Trimby? Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Ah, Sunday evening we've got a cup of tea, kicking back. Yeah. I had a lovely weekend. What'd you do? Uh, I watched a bit of rugby and then I went for pints last night and then I went to a gig in Dolan's in Nimerick to see a band called Talos they're uh-huh. from Cork they are absolutely unreal check them out really? yeah a guy called Owen French he used to play for Sunday as well apparently we got tweeted today um, he was, a, was supposed to be a brilliant rugby player is that right? he's the lead singer and writer and all the crack and he's he's brilliant yeah I actually took Tommy Bow with, with me
1: oh yeah he was at the game yeah. and
0: uh, we met Jenny Murphy there as well so it was oh, a little that. bit of a House of Rugby reunion without yourself. Yeah, it sounds like
1: you're kind of up to something. Yeah. Don't tell Trimby rather than meeting in Limerick. In
0: Limerick. <laughs> you wouldn't come to Limerick anyway, would you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, so I had a good catch up with Tommy. Um a good few pints with him. He's in great form. Uh, did you see the coverage of himself, Donners, and And Murray and Eddie (laughs) O'Sullivan. I didn't realise Eddie O'Sullivan was that small. I don't think anyway. He looked so (laughs) funny, man. He was literally half the size of them. It was like in a in Lord of the Rings, when the the little uh, guy with the hatchet, yeah. Gimli, is he's it? He's beside
1: Orlando Bloom. Yeah. And, yeah, he's like my axe.
0: <laughs> Every time he kept looking up at that, uh, Dunner, so that's the thoughts that he's going to say, and and my bow. Uh, but yeah, that was probably one of the best parts of that game.
1: Yeah, what well, about Kinsella? Has his word got back to him that he's he's the brand? Someone
0: told us that tweeted us saying that he wasn't happy about it. Yeah, I was hoping to meet him last night because he's uh, he won an under twenties All Ireland with. UL Bohemians back in ten years ago. They had their ten-year reunion yeah. last night, so I met a lot of those lads like Carl Sheridan and a lot of ex-Monster players. Uh, Killer was on it, Dave Kilcoyne uh-huh. and Murray, but he didn't make it out, so didn't get to question him. But look, yeah. there's no argument. He is brandless. Yeah. You know, yeah, we need to do what, but actually, we need to do a, a little caricature of him. Gary, yeah, anyway, Gary, in, make it happen. In a little chair, just f- f- you're tweeting f- furiously about <laughs> rugby. Um, so rugby, monster. Uh, <laughs> uh, there, before, before we talk about the game, there was uh, a guy, I don't want to say his name, wrote an article for uh, the Irish Independent about monster rugby and basically shitting all over the culture and the people and the fans. and Rightly so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was just the most irritating thing. Do you know, like all the drama we've had over the last few weeks was so annoying. Like, sports should be crack, really. Yes. So yeah. so it's like, why is this That's this? why
1: we're here. Yeah. <laughs> we're, trying <laughs> we're trying to save sport. Crack.
0: And then it would all blown over and then this guy, it was like as if he's like,
1: well, no one's
0: listening to me. I want a bit of drama <laughs> so I'm going to write this bullshit article where he tried to stitch together this narrative that, uh, I don't know where he was pulling his uh, his ideas from. Yeah. But, it reminded me. I've got this lovely walk that I do in UL and Limerick, are down by the river and it's gorgeous. It's like loads of flowers and trees and people. And...
1: Do you go there to write um, to write poems? I go there to think. I don't really, I don't write there. You just published a poem recently, did you? I just put them up on Instagram. Yeah, right? I just threw a poem right there <laughs> like it was nothing. <laughs> Like I love nothing. poetry. Well, it was about yeah. I was unusual with this. Yeah, just writing a poem, and put it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. You liked oh, it. What? You liked I it. I did. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was about my garden. Yeah. Because I knew
1: if I slagged you about it, you'd be like, "He slagged me, but didn't like it." I <laughs> <laughs> see so you slag me there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I get my ideas down there, and I was like, and on the on the path, there's a lovely lovely nature, and it's all beautiful. And then there's hogweed, which you're not supposed to touch, and it has a sign. Anytime there's hogweed, that says don't touch the hogweed Uh because it's poisonous and it's rotten it'll give you a rash Mm -hmm. and I wish the Irish Independent would before they put these articles out they'd kind of give you a warning (laughs) that this is absolute bullshit it might give you a rash yeah don't touch the hogweed yeah so we wouldn't have to bring that stuff into our lives and be less joyful because it's so depressing it's a bit of a
1: downer isn't it isn't it Go oh, away. Yeah, stop it. He seemed, he did go away for a while. Mm. But he's back. He's back,
0: yeah. Hogweed comes out in the spring, I think.
1: We get him on the show.
0: <laughs>
1: just don't touch him. <laughs> get a rash. <laughs> um, we could come on in like space suits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just having a little bubble. <laughs> I'm
0: like, having to open to talk to him. Um, did you see the monster match
1: uh, yeah <laughs> you didn't you didn't yeah, it, I just can't remember about it.
0: <laughs> that's okay it was uh, it's 27-14 to Big Connacht uh, both teams not really have much to play for so <coughs> we'll skip through this because we've got a lot coming up on the show today we've got uh, to look back at those games quickly for five minutes because there's fuck all going on in them we have Jack Harty on the show he's in the back there already uh, he's going to come Larkin. in and talk to us. He's in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to come on and talk about Game of Thrones mostly, I think, because he's a huge fan. And uh, we have our Game of Thrones correspondent, Dave Shanahan, who's joining us on the phone yeah. to give us uh, his thoughts on what's going to happen in the episode this week. Yeah. Um, we also have an interview that Pat did with Ulster fullback Michael Lowry. And we'll also answer all your questions and that kind of crack. So quickly on monster. they won 27 very little going on in the game. Uh, I think um, they kind of just nullified what Connacht were trying to do. Just yeah. stop them scoring. And Neil Cronin had a great game for Munster. He was only jumped off the bench nine minutes before kick-off because Conor Murray pulled out a neck injury, yeah. which uh, is alarming. It's but, worrying, yeah. yeah uh, they said that he could have played, so it's, but they didn't want to take a risk, which is... They would say that, <laughs> wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think Pat, you interviewed him, didn't you? And you've got a clip. This is a few weeks ago where yeah. he said something interesting about how he manages the injury.
1: Yeah, Conor Murray
0: was just saying, yeah, it's just it's talking about how he's never going to take a risk with his neck again because um, you know because he was out for so long. So he just this is how he's so ultra cautious on it, which might
2: explain why they weren't messing around, uh, you know, for a regular season game when they got a quarter final next week. So we can hear that bit now. And in terms of, you know, like I know Brian has said it before, you're never
0: fully fit. Like, you're always going to go into the game with like a bang on the elbow mm. or like a dead leg or something annoying you. But in terms of neck, neck wise, I was fully fit because mm. I, I can say that like if, if ever anything happened it again, com- I, I would wait beyond the date when it was said it was going to be okay. I would definitely, I would make sure even more so, give myself even like another two or three weeks beyond when people said I could play it just to to make sure I'm comfortable with it because. You know, people don't see your your If you're injured, people don't see it. Like if you have a, a bad knee or bad ankle, like people don't see that on Saturday. They just see you, and they expect, yeah, they expect a certain standard of performance from you. That was Conor Murray. Um, yeah, that's interesting. He, I suppose, with an injury like that, you got to be fairly cautious about it. And uh, it was a nothing game, so um, hopefully there's a, there's not much going on. I think the fact that Neil Cronin got a got a game though was was pretty big because he was brilliant. Uh, Sean Cronin's younger brother. Uh, scrum half, oh. really bossed the, the game. And, right? Yeah, and they've brought they brought on um, to my delight my favourite under twenties player, uh, Craig Casey, who only got on for two minutes at the end, but he was
1: yeah. And you can say I've been talking about Craig Casey. Yeah, well for a year,
0: six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <not even. laughs> uh, But yeah, he's going to be an exciting player, man. Yeah. Um, and I know he's they're hard nut, isn't he? Yeah, tough, isn't it? Now he didn't touch the ball or anything like that. So, but he still got his first cap. Yeah, um, yeah, he was against France. He was like telling the French lads to fuck off and stuff like that. He's <laughs> pure limerick. um Which Munster need? I think they need guys like that who are you know just have a little bit of an attitude. Um, but they've also signed McCarthy from Leinster as well, right? So um could oh, right, going going be good competition there next year because Matheson will probably stay on. I'd, I'd imagine they'll they signed him to November, but I'd imagine they'll, they'll why, keep why more are Leinster
1: getting rid of him. Nick McCarthy, yeah. Uh, it's probably because he wasn't getting a game and... Uh, they're losing
0: a lot of players. Yeah. You know, they're losing Noel he he's going to Leicester, uh, Jack McGrath, obviously. Yeah, um, Noel Reed went
1: really well the other Tom night. Tom Daly. Mm. He went really well, yeah. yeah. Tom Daly's gone as well. Yeah, well, he's going to Connacht then, yeah. Like he went what to Connacht he? already, but he's just going to move there permanently next season, okay. so... um
0: Sean O'Brien as well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's guts of your kind of... Your kinda,
1: they can uh, cope with it fine. I know.
0: <laughs> Still, it's, it's a... Not many other teams, I think, are losing losing that many players. No. So yeah, uh, but yeah, more on monster. Um, JJ Henry came off the bench, did really well. Blaine Dahl did very well as well. But um, look again, it was not not much to play for in that game. So um, so that was it. Uh, you were
1: co coming for the yeah, Ulster was a match. Fast. Yeah, um, uh, decent. Per- I actually thought it wasn't a bad game. Uh, a few drop balls early on. It was wet and windy. It was a bit tricky, but. Apart from that, it dried up and then we got to see a little bit of rugby anyway. Mm. A few big collisions. It was a decent old um, Indra Pro, I thought. Um, it's the most I've enjoyed, co-coms. Bernard Jackman's a good lad. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's a good man to be co common with. Um, and game-wise, I think the uh, shining light was uh, Marcus Ray. He came off mm. the bench maybe after 10 minutes when Sean O'Reilly went off with a head injury. Mm. Um, which, you know... could be. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a chest injury? Yeah, <laughs> and hence not the red card. But that was that was like watching an AIL match on, t- <laughs>
0: on television. Yeah. Do you know when AIL gets shown on TV once a year, and it's like uh, the referee, the touch judge, just were like completely bottled it, Uh because that was. It was a headbutt. It was like, because uh, McFadden had the headband on, it was like he was transported back in time <laughs> yeah. to, uh, like, uh, what, was what the State of Origin game in Rugby League in Australia, where yeah. they just beat this shit. Where
1: headbutts are to be encouraged. Yeah. What do you mean you haven't headbutted? <laughs> yeah. Go on, get stuck in with you. Yeah, and he
0: was so confident afterwards. He's like, penalty? What are you defending for? Yeah. He pulled me. I know.
1: <laughs> he put <Yeah>. my jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Dars, uh, Darce is on Twitter as well. Yeah, I saw that. Saying um, uh, Darce, big fan of the show. Yeah, let's not give him too hard a, much well, of a hard time. Uh, he got of it anyway. He did. Yeah, he got a lot of replies. Yeah, I went through them, and there wasn't a single um, reply that agreed Supportive, with him. Yeah. yeah, but what did what, he say? What did he say? Yeah. He said um, Sean really milked it, um, and he says you're not allowed to pull the jersey either. <laughs> He's asking for ass there. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it, it keep it coming so, though, so It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I
0: like it. It was so funny because it didn't hurt him obviously, like, but he was appalled yeah. by the fact that he got. What did he say? I got headbutted in the face. Yeah,
1: I th- but I think Clancy was being a bit smart with him. Clancy goes, um, "I think." Really goes, "What? What's going on?" And Clancy goes, "Are you okay?" I think it was like a sarcastic. Oh, are you all right? Yeah. And he yeah. goes, "Well, I'm all right, but I just got headbutted in the face." <laughs> are you okay? Yeah. And to be fair, so Clancy's kind of suggesting that. He's a bit of a softie or he's making a bit much of it. But he got a headbutt in the face and he didn't even flinch. Mm. <laughs> he's tough. Like, yeah. um, did he, but he, he, he that wasn't the reason he went off though, was it? I don't know. I genuinely, I genuinely don't yeah, know. I Honestly, it. I don't know. Um, but it was just after, like a few minutes mm, later, yeah. Marcus Ray came on and I was like, right, well, mm. that looks like an HIA. But Marcus Ray did play pretty class. He
0: was brilliant. Yeah. That For, try they got was, uh, he scored... I think they they'd gotten into Ulster, to Leinster's 22 after like 45 minutes, yeah, and they scored that try on 62 minutes, and yeah. they didn't leave the 22. Went on and on. It was like almost 20 minutes. They yeah, they
1: were going backwards. It looked like that was going to be a big moment for Leinster mm. if they'd continued to defend the way they were going. Mm. Um, I think Leinster gave away maybe six or seven penalties. Got a yellow card. Yeah, mm. yellow card. Then Ulster scrum was going really well as well. They probably should have made. And made more of it. Mm. Should have scored the try earlier, I suppose, being a bit more clinical. But they were going backwards, they were probably losing ground. And that's uh, I thought that was a little bit like what Leinster do. Decides sometimes they've got this perfect face, play, but sometimes you just hold on to the ball, mm. keep asking questions, and eventually the defense will make a mistake. Mm. And then Marcus just picked and went. Yeah,
0: no, I was very impressed with uh, Darren Cave's defense as well. Yeah, his reads on, on uh, the back door like that is such a huge play when you've yeah. someone that can do that. Four or five times in a game, yeah. Because it's becoming such a obvious, an obvious play for every team to do that. Yeah. Either tip on or at the back door, and Leinster are doing two of them in a row. Like, and he's just making these calls, shooting, and yeah, taking man and ball or getting them right at the ankles so they're dropping. Um, yeah, Keavy and effective. I have chatted about that
1: a couple of times, and um, if you if you if you play for long enough, you've probably seen everything there that there is to do. Mm. Yeah, really. And that sounds really cocky, you know. There's nothing out here is going to be new to me. I've seen it all, fellas. (laughs) But but there's not that many other things you can do. Yeah. And, you know, if if you come up with one play that works, then straight away you'll go, I know what an alternative one is for that, a different option of it, or a tip on, or an insight. You know, uh, that's grand. I've got that all sorted. And KB's just a guy who just. He's got really. he's very clever, yeah. he's very experienced and he knows his stuff mm-hmm. and he knows little triggers and you might not be able to explain what he's doing but he just knows when he sees a shape, he might not be able to tell you what that play is or exactly what's going on. You see a shape and you just know and he's a guy who just reads it really well. Mm-hmm. Last game, not last game, ne- definitely, but depends who's going to come in next week. Obviously, I, I would imagine Luke Marshall and McCloskey will start. He might get a game on the bench, might get um, another opportunity to play at Kingspan but yeah just, I think it was just in case. that was a nice farewell to him in case he doesn't play next week yeah to give him captaincy and all that, yeah it was yeah
0: um yeah at to see him retire he's still what is he thirty two yeah thirty three maybe yeah um will he go into coaching you reckon or
1: um I don't think he'll go into coaching yeah. initially but um maybe a little bit maybe just on the side mm. but I think he's got a couple of couple of things he's sort of keen that they might work out mm-hmm. he's he's smart he could kind of I'd imagine he could put his hand down and, mm. and do well Cool um,
0: Benetton Treviso uh, also made the other quarterfinal after beating Zebra so Munster will play them next weekend uh, and obviously Connacht travelling up to Kingspan to play at Ulster any predictions for those games?
1: Um, I couldn't call the, the Ulster Connacht game that would be tough mm. Ulster have been beaten a great, twice great been. Game. Yeah. yeah similar get, styles of rugby yeah if they get a good day for it hopefully we'll see plenty of rugby yeah
0: um, yeah, I, I couldn't call that either, Being honest, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Because um, Jack Carty's here, I might say that Connacht, I think, could <laughs> win. Yeah,
1: well, I think Travici so we're going to win as well.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be a great game as well. Obviously, last a couple of weeks ago over there, it was uh, N10 stuff, so yeah. I can't wait. I'll go to that on three o'clock on Saturday in Limerick. Uh, Limerick is littered with the uh, election posters at the moment. Are they around Belfast as well?
1: Uh, No. Oh, sorry. Yes, they are. Yeah. So annoying.
0: Uh, So annoying. annoying. Yeah. Like it's like kind of frames a part of your life for a month now. We're just sort of staring at these faces. There's a guy in Limerick who uh, I don't know much about politics. He could be a lovely fella He probably is. Um, But his poster from about fifty meters away, he looks like Adolf Hitler. When you're looking at it, (laughs) you're just like, Hitler's running. (laughs) And uh, when it gets to the election time, I'm just going to go in and vote for anyone. I probably won't. have done my homework, but yeah. I, I definitely won't be voting for Hitler. Like, now because we all
1: know how, how that went. Be interesting to see if his, um, like, what sort of a politician he is if he has a similar kind of <laughs> worldview. He, um, your man doing the headshots must have gone. Are you, are you sure about this? I know who's his campaign organizer. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you got to look at it from. Fifty meters away as
0: well, because yeah. that's where most people will see it, like is from yeah. far away, because it's gone like that. Yeah,
1: no, no one gets out of the car and walks over to goes, "It's not Hitler." <laughs> <laughs> we can vote for him. It's grand. <laughs> His name is Adolf as well, which yeah. is weird.
0: Don't <laughs> see many Adolfs these days. Um, Adolfs, Elvises, or
1: Jesus's Yeah, that's not that many. Rare enough for different reasons. <laughs> You the three <laughs> <damage>. <laughs> There was a guy from uh, near Corian called Elvis actually Was there? Yeah, from Ardcliffe, little town, five minutes from Corian Is he like your age or is he... Never met him, just heard about him, <laughs> about him. <laughs> Probably heard a lie about him, <laughs> if I'm honest <laughs> As in? As in, this guy's called Elvis, there okay. probably is no one called Elvis right, Someone okay. just thought, here's a wee rumour, we'll start uh, oh, You should date your next child, Elvis there you go. It's going to be a girl <laughs> good with it. Adolf.
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, We have an interview with Michael Lowry coming up. Yeah. he is obviously a massive favourite of ours. We love him enormous. He he'd be a good Arya Stark maybe or something like that Very from good. Game of Thrones. Very good, small but deadly.
1: Yeah, he's just like he's, he's a Targaryen though. Yeah, yeah. That's the
0: only issue. But yeah, apart yeah, yeah. from that, stick him in there. So here he is talking to. It's actually Jack O'Toole who interviewed him. Apologies, it's not Pat. So uh, here is Jack and Michael
3: Lowry. The Leicester one was was huge for you. Like I remember, you couldn't take the smile off your face after the, <laughs> after the game. Like it was. It's obviously something that kind of moment was something you've obviously been waiting for since a kid. Like, um, can you remember that whole week? Like, I mean, it was a nervous energy. Like, how were, you, how were you going into it? Like,
4: I think um, I, I wasn't really nervous. You know, I was really excited. Actually, I, I didn't know. I, that I would be starting until maybe mid-week. Um, that I'll be definitely starting that game. And um, but I was just really excited to actually get playing. Um, and it was a position in you know, a fullback. I just trained through. Oh, I just been really training. I had had one one game at, at under twenties. And but yeah, that was just that was a special moment when I started for the first start against Leicester
3: at the European Cup at home. Like there's you know, home game in the European Cup it's just it's hard to beat. It's a different level of atmosphere there, like is it's like seventeen, eighteen thousand, the place is rocking, like and yeah. I suppose especially when you come from school I know some of the school games are big, but it's definitely a kinda of not ratcheted up a little bit, like yeah. um and I was kinda of just talking to Eric there about he said it was the moment he came up against Samson League as the moment that he kinda of realised, Okay, I can really kinda of compete and hang at this level like um, was there any moment for yourself maybe over the last season where you're looking like, alright, I can not only kinda of play at this level but I can really compete and I really kind of belong here you know
4: yeah I think once the Leicester game went quite well so I thought you know I really love this and it's and it sort of gives you the confidence that you can be competing at that level mm. um, you know it was just it was one of those special days that um, it's one game that you if, if someone was to tell or ask you what game would you want to start your first game in for mm. Ulster, be a home game in the European Cup yeah yeah um, and I think you know that's that's something that we, I'd look forward to for for years. And and that's I think looking forward to it is is probably um, you know the best thing about you know if you're playing against the likes of Manny Tulangi and mm. um, you know George Ford. And I think when you realise that you've played an 80 minute game against those those couple of players and. There are stars against wrestling and come out in the, the good side uh, on a win. That that's when you realise that you can you can compete at that level.
3: Yeah, it's I remember like Per Angus came on um, against Manu. Yeah. I think Manu ran a beeline from like fifteen metres out and, and smashed through. And I just remember talking to Tom last year. He uh, he broke through against the Ospreys, and um, every time he got the ball, Alan Wynne-Jones was there, like in a second, and just put him into the dirt And like it was that kind of level of uh, he's exactly. As advertised, you know this person I've been watching on TV is yeah. is the real deal. Like, is there anyone that you've maybe come up against either an outside back or a back where You're like, this person was exactly, you know, as good as I thought they were going to be. Or, um, yeah, well, I think uh, like uh,
4: Sam Zabel, you know, he was mm. he was class against against us, and um, you know, there's, there there's always players that you're just like, wow, this is this is incredible that you're playing, playing against these types of players and you know like, like Manny Thalangi he was again mm. unbelievable and he's one sort of player that you sort of target as such you know mm. going into games like that you know he's, he's their go-to man mm. um, yeah I know that you, you realise that you know there's that sort of step between internationals and and, and club players as mm. such you know
3: Um
4: they just have that extra bit of class about them.
3: Yeah, I remember I was just talking to um, Liam Gill. I think he's he's playing in Europe now. He's playing for the Queensland Reds. And yeah. I remember talking to him about um, coming up against Victor Matfield on a line-out, and you kind of had that, like, oh, God, there's Victor Matfield. But yeah. then within two minutes, you're kind of... You're, you're right in the middle of a game. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're not really thinking yeah. about it like that. So, yeah. But I'm sure it's like once you come out the other side of those things, it's like... I mean, it must be kind of like your self-assurance for you that it's like, once again, like, I, I can... Belong here, you know. Yeah. This is not just me watching TV. Like I'm, yeah. I'm in the game here. You I remember, know. I
4: remember standing in the tunnel going out to the Racing game and just stand beside Nakarawa and and uh, Finn Russell and all their you know big stars. Yeah. Um, but then once again, you, you know, when, when you're on the pitch, it does, it changes. You know, you you don't really
3: think anything mm. of it. It's just a, a game. Yeah. Um, watching you play, like as I said, like uh, in the open field and, and kind of ball in hand, you've, you've been very good. Cool, but I'm sure. I'm not kind of around you every day, especially coaching you as well. Like, is what kind of areas do you look at your own game? Maybe as places that you'd like to improve, or maybe areas that you can that you think you could you can work on and, and get better at as the I years go think, on. I um, think definitely work on is you know
4: passing and, and and kicking. I think those two skills in particular are are so important. You know you you've probably always you can't you can work on your speed and your f- footwork and all, but it's. Something that you might just have in genetics or, mm. or whatever, but and you know, maybe you get a wee bit bigger as well. But um, I think you know, passing and kicking is definitely one for the positions that I've played that are ones that will always be a um, one to work on. You know, you know, it would be perfect.
3: Mm. Well, especially at a kind of school level, like you've obviously you're obviously playing with better players now, but. I'm sure that the, maybe say the windows for a hole opening up are, are tighter, the, the spaces in the in the backfield when you're looking for gaps to kick, I'm sure they're smaller. Like is that is that one of the adjustments that you have to kind of get the grips with in the pros? Is that like, you know, everything has to be the kind of the gaps are, are smaller, the, the timing has to be a bit crisper. Is that kind of one of the big adjustments like as, as yeah, a playmaker? I, th- I think
4: there's probably less opportunities to to get things right. Um, you know, at school you can maybe you know, um there'll be there'll be a few drop balls in the team and um in like a two V one or three V two or whatever, but mm. those are the opportunities that you have to nail at you know, being a professional game. Um but the you know it's fine margins, you know, mm. we saw in the the, the quarter final of the European Cup, it's it's fine margins mm. um that win and lose games and um you know it, it's but it, it's demanded standards in, in
3: training that can Sort of prepare you mm. for for games? Yeah, I suppose like, that's, that's one of the other things, I suppose, the analysis side of things. Yeah. And every player obviously has their own individual analysis, but I can imagine as, as a playmaker, obviously you're watching your own game, but I suppose when you're breaking down opposition, is that kind of one of the things that you're really aiming in at? Is like to see where. Okay, maybe the fourth defender shoots up quick, or is it those little things that you're kind of looking to see where gaps might uh, appear in it before yeah, a game? Like it's definitely something that, as a collective,
4: we all talk about, and you know maybe you know a thirteen might show a line, or mm. you know they soften off or or whatever. But um, as an individual, looking at other teams, you'll maybe pick up certain things that other players in the team won't pick up, and they'll pick up things that you won't pick up, mm. and then you come up, come back to as a, a collective and. and and express
3: that to each other yeah um, I suppose like just as as a back and someone that kind of gets to handle the ball like you've got a lot of weapons there with, with Will and Jacob and, yeah. and Robert Balacoon like yeah. there's guys that can really go I mean is what what is it like playing in, in a back line I suppose that has that much firepower really to it like where guys I mean even watching Jacob you give him the ball and it's like he could score from 50 metres yeah. out like yeah. it's a yeah. uh, I mean I'm sure you just have to kinda of stay alert, especially as a support player almost yeah. as well, like this could go at any time. That's
4: like. the thing, that like a like, so Jacob and Rob, um, you know if if they've got the ball in a bit of space, yeah, you'll you'll be be with them but in case in case they need it, but you sort of just think that they're gonna score, you know. You back them this to, to score and I think you back most people in the back line to score, but you, you know, you never know. You you have to be in the end of the support line or um, you know, be with him just in case, but sometimes you just think, I'll just hold back and let Jacob or Rob do his
3: thing. <laughs> you, you almost got to go back to the sideline waiting for the kick. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let them do their thing, you know. Yeah. So that's the thing, just go and tries.
3: Yeah, no, I would, man, I would, yeah, definitely. It's been easy back. to watch, <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Anyway, cheers, yeah. appreciate Thanks. it. Mate. Okay, welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby. We've got Tana Umanga and Brian O'Driscoll here. Um, so... Obviously, um, the world's most obvious question, do you both subscribe to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby? Oh, easy one.
5: Um, <laughs> Baz, exactly. Baz and Andrew's, exactly. it is the podcast <laughs> yeah. in Northern Ireland yeah. and the South. Both, yeah, the um, of Ireland. It's music, it's rugby,
1: it's its a multitude of things. Okay, there's a little bit of bluffing going on there.
0: OK, you're very welcome back. We are delighted to have Jack Carty join us on Trimby's couch. How are we doing? It's actually nice and warm from you sitting here beforehand.
1: But, uh, yeah, yeah, good. Cheers for having me on, Let's Delighted to have you. To have you. Are, you uh, are you new to the show? Are you familiar? Are you, you're a big fan?
2: Uh, huge fan,
1: I yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but yeah, you're a no, big no, fan, I've been right? following it the last couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> I saw there
2: was a reference that I was um, in your kind of Game of Thrones thing. I think someone mentioned I want oh, yeah. to be Sansa Stark.
0: So. Oh. Someone, I think someone said you were... Jon Snow. No, that's no, no John Snow, because that's yeah. Targaryen. Yeah, he's sounds like i I'm sorry. Yeah. So. Your Dinara, you're getting better and getting better. And better, and better, yeah. and better. Yeah. you have
2: me that? I'll take a Sansa's not a not bad better anyway. she? so. Yeah. She's,
0: yeah take she's, it. she's gorgeous and she's she's getting stronger, yeah. Yeah. She was a bit of a pussy at the start like, but she's Yeah.
1: She's grown into herself. She's real Stark now. Yeah, hopefully she'll make it now
0: tomorrow.
2: I don't think
1: she will. No. Well, no, I don't not think she will, but I think she's one of the one of the ones who's a potential potential death. Yeah, you're a huge fan, right? Um Yeah, yeah. No, it's I'm
2: looking forward to it now. I'm kind of gonna, gonna I'm trying to avoid spoilers mm. for the last couple of weeks, but uh, I'll watch it after trying tomorrow evening. Mm-hmm. Have but, you any predictions? Uh, Night King, I say, will go down south. Yeah. Um, everyone in the Crips, I say, are yeah, pretty dust. Um, yeah, I say so. I think so. Why then? well they've ref- referenced it like five or six times didn't they in the last episode they were like oh it's the safest place
1: um, and so they, they reckon the, the all the dead bodies in the crypts are going to burst to life come up
0: yeah I think so and then kill them all ah oh, yeah where did, where did I miss that that's, that's <laughs> one of the theories yes, out yeah.
2: there oh. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing um, that red priestess what's her name because remember she, she hasn't been seen she said nothing and she said she'd come back to die in this country so be interesting to see when she comes back yeah. Where is she? That's the fire lady. Going back to Volantis, I think that's where she's wrong, is it? Volantis? <laughs> Lost in
1: RSI? I wonder what that accent was.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Volantis, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I say it'll be a few character deaths tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, would you be tempted to stay up for it? Uh, I'll see. I'm driving back to Galway after this, so yeah. uh, I'll probably wait till tomorrow even. It's
1: an 80 minute as well, isn't it? Yeah. Is yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. It was only like 45 last week, right? Yeah, well... This is because it's the, bat- the battle. Yeah. Long so all the, all the rest of them, there's only four more episodes and they're all 80 minutes. Okay. Um, anyway, call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually wanted
0: to talk about A Star Is Born before that because I saw you tweeting oh. that you watched it on a flight back from Dubai. Was I was it? in
2: Dubai last week with my girlfriend and we actually managed to get a complimentary, complimentary
0: upgrade. So it was oh. un- unreal. Oh. And it was myself.
2: Did you
1: a few Did you no, a few
2: I, actually I actually didn't. Actually, um, didn't.
0: Marmion actually l- got onto us and said that he reckons he got engaged, and that's why he got. <laughs> Is yeah, this the little that's, secret? That's what kind of couple the of lads know.
2: That's. No. I think Marmo's. Mar- that could be more Marmo's scene now than yeah. mine. But, uh, anyways, yeah, we managed to um, get a complimentary upgrade, and I hadn't seen the movie. Obviously, we'd been at. A, I don't know if you've ever heard of Zero Gravity, the pool party yeah. place. So we were there the day before so a bit fragile on the, the plane coming home and there was a lady beside us it was my girlfriend and it was I and we kind of all started at the same time uh, maybe we probably started five minutes earlier than the, the lady beside us so my, my girlfriend like tears like coming yeah. down her face Um, I had like welled up and then the lady five minutes later like completely burst burst into tears so.
0: <laughs> What what part? Uh, oh,
2: very end all of I'm not gonna it, give, oh, yeah. I'm not going to give spoilers, but most, but probably just the end part, yeah. Yeah, when everybody comes alive in the crypts and kills everyone, <laughs> it was the same. It was the same with um, I went to the Avengers there the day as well, and I was there with so Tiern and to the left of me, uh, who'd be like one of my one of my best mates. So, um, it was Tiernan and then Sean O'Brien and Ulton, and the two lads would have no prop, they were like. C- clapping and cheering, and I'm not going to give any spoilers. So, yeah. but I was
0: welling up towards the end, and then turning was there I was like, "Oh no,
2: I can't, can't
0: cry in front of <laughs> him." Um, you gotta but, uh, let it out, don't you? Well. I had one going on a flight to to Australia a few years ago, and Le Miz was out the film, mm-hmm. and myself and one of the lads watched it at the same thing at the same time. But we'd taken um, Valium before <laughs> yeah. the flight to knock us out, but all it did was just make us really emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was just streams of tears running down our face for the whole thing. Like we just got pretty high. But um, yeah,
1: I think Tommy told me one time he watched Marley and me. <laughs> he's got no chance.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, no, you're just pretending you're yawning all the time. Yeah.
2: yeah, there's not that many. I'm trying to think of any ones that are, Interstellar actually did it to me as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know when he's in the fourth dimension. Have you, have you seen oh, it? Yeah, oh yeah. And then That's he's yeah, that was probably so, the only yeah. other one. So that Murph
5: Merv, yeah. don't leave me, yeah. Murph Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, so not just them. Class.
1: Yeah, no, a Star is Born is a great show, isn't it? Mm. I watched that only like about a month ago as well, for the first time. The um, I when we were up
2: in camp, when I got I, so that's when I kind of was out during camp when the first song I called it, and the lads were just playing the, the playlist the whole way through. Um, I think it was Bundy and Dave Kilkoy and the likes were just playing the playlist on the bus the whole time. So, yeah. uh, I had known the sound soundtrack before I'd actually even seen the movie.
1: Yeah. So where where were you zero gravity? Did you say? Uh,
2: on the Saturday, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: that sounds like the sort of place you'd rupture a spleen. Uh, <laughs>
2: that was the that was in the Atlantis. Um, I actually went that I went back there the day before as well to the actual really? uh, scene of the crime. Yeah, went back to did the actual slide. Um, did everything so yeah.
1: Was
2: it a, were you crying then as well? <laughs> uh, I was not the uh, like the actual slide itself. It's you're kind of like standing up and then it just drops from underneath you. It actually is quite a terrifying so I dropped first and I could actually hear my girlfriend like screaming when she was going down sure. as well so gone the whole way back to the start of it I was in when I don't know if you were playing it was the Ireland played France in the World Cup remember in Cardiff when were you playing that game no um, and I was over I was in London for the day before I got the train to Cardiff and met my family there I was feeling profusely ill kind of at the match and then I was in Cardiff Airport and like just broke out in like a sweat uh my leg kinda got real inflamed, so I got rushed in an ambulance to Cardiff Hospital. And it was grand, kinda settled down, um and then obviously a couple of months later then my spleen ruptured. So um what they reckoned was that infection that I had enlarged my spleen, so it was compromised kinda at, at any stage. So I was actually quite lucky the fact that it didn't actually happen on a on a rugby field that it happened kinda yeah. um Happened in Dubai, yeah. it wouldn't have been for Fionn um, you know, Fioncare used to play with Connacht and Leinster. <clears throat> His actual girlfriend was the one, well, wife now, um, Claire Nestor. She looked at the actual MRI and she's like, "Oh no, you need to do it again. There's something definitely wrong." So it, this was in Dubai. In Dubai, yeah, they were there at the same time, yeah. Really? Yeah, she's so a doctor, she? She's an anaesthetist. Okay. So, so
1: it was you went from the what do you call it the the water park. And then went no, to the I brunch? Went to, went to the brunch,
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was on a real crack. Yeah. Like, I only felt like I was, um, like, winded or that. I didn't feel anything like that too major it happened. And yeah. obviously the adrenaline of going to the brunch later on that day was um, kicking in. So, yeah, myself and the two lads went to that. Um, and then kind of about six, seven o'clock started feeling pretty, pretty shit then.
1: Yeah. Jesus. Jack, it happened at the brunch, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone says. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Ali Muldowney was, I... I put up a Instagram yeah. last week, and Ali Muldowney, um, who's playing with playing with Bristol, he was like, "Is I was saying, oh, what i I I said back to the spleen of the crime." And he was like, "Oh, is that what you call uh, bouncers nice. over there?" So, yeah. Like, nah, but there was a few old theories going around, of what, it was this and that. But yeah, um,
0: well, the I once water knocked myself out on a water slide Do You oh. know when you, you've got the. the Pull, pull, pull yourself. Yeah. You I was like yourself. trying to catapult myself <laughs> down the slide, before? and I just whacked my head off it, and just <laughs> completely killed. And some, <laughs> his friends, some French guy had to dive down after me, like in, <laughs> three spots. You
1: were gone. You gone. You were still unconscious
0: at the bottom. Yeah, I only remember waking up in the water oh. down the bottom, like, and he was
1: like carrying me in the water. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> so embarrassed. One time, was going down the slide with my young fella. He's he's three, right? yeah. and I thought he can handle this. It'd be grand. <laughs> And uh but then at the, at the bottom it was like getting quite side to side. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, right, I'll spare him that. I'll like skillfully keep him in the middle and like <laughs> shimmy <laughs> to make, make sure he kind of doesn't get sloshed about too much. Cracked his head off the ceiling. <laughs> 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 and then, i was um, scared of for life. Yeah, and then his mum was standing at the bottom. I was like, John, do tell mum. <laughs> Whatever you do, I'll be your best friend. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be <laughs> so yeah, that was that. And then he hasn't been on a slide since. Uh, They'll come around to it. Yeah, father of the. Could be worse, son. You could have done your spleen. Your spleen. Your (laughs) Your spleen. Do your spleen, whatever you do. I I was looking at your Wikipedia before
0: we on the train up and yeah. uh, says you played a lot of soccer and then it says... I saw this. (laughs) Someone only (laughs) referenced this to me during the week. Really? It says uh, they made you stop playing soccer because you were too good or something (laughs) like that. And something about some in-betweeners
2: character or something like that as well. Oh, I missed that Uh,
0: No, that wasn't the case at all. Uh, I played soccer up
2: until the age of like 15 and if Anthony was probably that I wasn't actually probably good enough to probably push on, I'd say. You
5: played Um, for Ireland though, did you? I did, yeah. yeah, Yeah. So
2: I would have played with um, Robbie Brady, Jeff Hendrick, and I don't know if you know Matt Doherty, he was playing, he scored a few goals for Wolves the last couple of weeks. So I actually managed to keep him out for a couple of weeks. So. Really?
0: What position were
2: you? Centre back. Class. Yeah, centre back. So it was actually pretty cool. We um, That was under 15s, was it? Under 15s, yeah. So we played, we went to, we were did a big trip in Qatar, which was class in the like Aspire Academy, which is like this, it was unbelievable. I'm trying to think how long ago, 10 years ago. So it was like back then, you know, like gone away from like your folks and stuff. Um
0: it was mm. class, yeah, it was a really good experience. Had you a few trials over in, in the UK? Uh
2: I was offered a trial in Southampton, um and so my mum was actually secretary in the club at the time, soccer club at the time. Uh so I got this letter saying, Oh look, we you've been invited to go on trial and I was like "Yeah, uh, packing the bag is I'm off, good luck. And um it just fizzled out and I was like, kinda of, what was going on there? Like my mum was like, Oh, there's a transfer embargo, they're not signing any more players uh but subsequently I only found out kinda of after Christmas that they actually kinda of just like let it fizzle out the wanted me to do the, the leave leaving certain all so right. I could have been playing Premiership or
1: yeah. Oh your mum Yeah
2: Mum and Dad. Yeah look worked out for the best I suppose, didn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, well, <laughs> it worked out well, but it could out be out unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I'm sure look what can you do? Yeah. What can you do? A lot of fellas go over there and kinda of come back and So who's the standout for you back then or was Robbie Oh Brady? Robbie Reddy was, was incredible, he? yeah. He really? was a different level. Yeah. He was, um, he was, he'd signed with United at that stage and I think there was like a big tug of war between United and Liverpool mm. for who he was going to
0: sign with and he went with United in the end. What was the level of professionalism like in in your club and even around, because I played a lot of soccer in, yeah. in Limerick and I had to decide at 19, like that was as late, I played Premier until yeah. I was 19 and then offered an academy contract at Munster and it was it was almost that the route looked so much harder to go down the soccer route. Yeah. Um, probably because there's so much more competition, but a little bit less, you know, there's not as much professionalism, I don't think. No, like it was, I
2: just found that it was nearly just your dinner for enjoyment, to be honest. Um, like we didn't play any sort of tactics or anything mm-hmm. like that. We we played maybe a 4, four two, one, one week and we'd change around and then, um, yeah, it was, it was more just kind of for the crack than anything, anything too serious, to be honest, so. Um, like I was probably the same height I am now when I was okay. playing, so I was a bit like taller than everyone. Kind of was good in the air, but my feet I didn't like. I didn't have great, uh,
0: great technical skills to say. So mm. it's I play a lot on, on Monday nights now when you come up against someone that's I've played against a few League of Ireland ex players, yeah. like, and I'd be getting ahead of myself thinking <laughs> I'm quite good, and then yeah. you play it's one of them, and they're just it's the touch, the first yeah. touch, and how, yeah. how quick they move the ball. Um, but then so you, you made a decision quite early then that rugby was Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I actually didn't end up getting a, an academy out of school so I did a BCom in Galway so did college for like six months and then Nigel Carlin who's the backs coach at, now in Connacht at the time who was academy coach he was like uh, yeah we want you next year and I was like right but I'm going to enjoy the rest of the, the college year so I had a good first year in college in, in Galway which at least I kind of got in which was good crack
1: yeah were you um, like, did you play our schools
2: then or uh, youths we actually yeah. beat the Irish schools which was oh yes. yeah we played them yeah like, nice. it, it probably wasn't um, I remember obviously all the youth lads it was myself um, Tyg Furlong was on the team um, Marmo was on the team and we'd obviously built up this massive big spectacle yeah. kind of like us against them and yeah yeah, we managed to beat them, then we went on and we nearly lost to Georgia and Germany in the <laughs> so, in the, so like our season was kinda done after beating yeah, the school. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, Um yeah, no, that was that was good crack as well back then. So and you had a serious twenties team as well, didn't you? Like Niles Scannell, JJ J. Hanran, Chris Farrell, Luke McGrath, Ty Byrne, yeah, Josh Van der Fleer. Serious team. We were in um
2: in South Africa for we were actually pretty unfortunate with kind of the way it went. We um beat South Africa who were the hosts in the, the first game and then kinda of lost in the last couple of minutes to England and if we'd went that England I think went to the, sorry South Africa went on to win it then so mm. um but yeah that was class.
0: That was U ten JJ twelve was no, it? No I there?
2: actually didn't I didn't start. It was JJ started ten and he um he got nominated for the IRB player of the year that year. Yeah. That he was sense. um he was phenomenal then he's, he's back playing good rugby again. He's playing class the last mm. couple of weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good try, like good try yesterday. Mm.
0: Um so yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, how are you getting on this season then you're enjoying, enjoying it, yeah. Yeah, um, you're playing in a lovely brand of rugby we are yeah
2: I suppose it's kind of a hybrid between um, what Pat used to do and then um, what we used to play last year obviously Pat we used to throw the ball from like running from our own 22 and then we kind of tried to bring that in the following year and it kind of got us in a bit of trouble so we've been a bit more pragmatic in kind of how we play in terms of um our kicking game and then also trying to be a bit more direct because we used to always be kind of play out the back or kinda of play play lot with a lot of width too early and it kinda of got us in a lot of trouble. So um yeah we play play really direct and then kinda of when we see opportunities in, in either behind teams or to the edge we'll, we'll take it. But um yeah, friendies came in, the coach and staff there, they've kinda of, the culture's been really, really good, fellas rewarding each other, picking picking up when um Picking up kind of just where we've been building the last few years, and it's been
1: really, really promising. That year, that year you're talking about when when Pat was there, yeah, it, you would have been tempted to have thought that you were playing too much rugby, or you kind of could have took too many too many risks in your 22, and you receive restarts or something. But at the time, I remember yeah. thinking, how are they getting away with this? But it always worked, well, like, and, and it seemed like teams <clears throat> kick it along and then they go, we know exactly what they're going to do. Mm. And you would definitely do it yeah. but you still always Ali Muldini just he out class, the back yeah. tip-ons whatever it was yeah. Everything if it goes to him he's definitely not carrying <laughs> something's happening yeah. but you seem to just it worked so well Yeah it did because it, it, I remember I think it was
2: we called it Canes at the time because the Hurricanes had um, had started it and it was very very much like it was very set which was it obviously worked really really well at the time especially kind of teams weren't defending how they're defending at the moment you know, like teams are just Fill in a, full, a line full of thirteen, and then using like two people in the backfield. So, at the time, there was like a lot of pendulum defenses, um, and we were able to beat teams on the edge. And we used to kind of a, uh, saying that every pass was five meters. So we literally just from mid rocks, we literally just like tip the ball, pass to the edge, then you'd play to Ali again. Ali would pass it to someone, so he didn't yeah. have to carry. Uh, and it was it was pretty simple. Um, and then obviously our set plays were pretty good as well. Um, it was very much about scoring. More points than than the opposition, um, yeah. which yeah, look worked for us.
1: Mm. Well, how's Ali Montana? How's he going now? How at Bristol? Uh,
2: he's been playing the last couple of weeks. Um, I think he had an issue with his neck at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, and Bristol seem like they're they're pl- trying to play
1: that kind of rugby. Are they, yeah, not?
2: they're they are they're, they are playing. Um, obviously, I think obviously when you're playing the Premiership, there's obviously the promotion relegation sort of thing. So I yeah. think they've kind of reined it in a bit. You can see that. The halfbacks that they have between Sheedy and Mads, obviously they've like good kicking game, and then I think Mads has come off the bench maybe three or four times in the last eight weeks and kicked winning winning mm. kicks. Yeah. So I think they they're safe now with how
0: they went at the weekend. Yeah. So. Andy, friend, I heard you say that he he uh, encourages you to use your weapons. Yeah. It's an interesting word. Um, uh, and I then I saw you say you're, you you would use your kicking, your kind position of positional kicking. Yeah. Um, but I would also think your your flair and your ability to create is mm-hmm. a huge weapon of yours. Was that something you've developed since Andy came in now or is it something that you always had in your game? Um, I suppose would, I
2: would have thought that I always would have had it from a, a younger age. Um, I'd say probably the earlier part of my career probably took a bit of a knock in terms of um, like mistakes and stuff, so I would have reined it in a bit. Um, and especially when you're playing in such a rigid structure in a two four two, it was very much catch receive like catch pass. Um, I had a good conversation at the start of the season with Friendy, and as he said, he talked about weapons and stuff like that. And it was very much kind of I was like, look, I've been inconsistent the last couple of years. I want to get to a level of consistency and try to, I said it re- like, reach my potential. And he was like, it's not about reaching your potential, it's about the unrealised potential that all players have and I think that's kind of probably what he's done to a lot of players, he's firstly given them confidence in what they're good at um, he did a bit piece last night I think with Murray Kinsley and he was talking and he was saying like a lot of coaches might look to try work on a lot of fellas' um, weaknesses which obviously all players do but he says if every player has like some sort of weapon and they can bring that to a match every week it's going to and I add to the team, and you
1: think I think that's what we've been doing. So been uh, good, K- Kilden, uh Blade, Blade. Yeah, he seems to be somebody just thriving. Yeah, yeah. He's Under like... friend. I mean, is that an example of that? Just empower him, just say go out and just do what you do well, and he's he's
2: yeah, killing he's, it, isn't
1: he? He's he's class. Like the
2: last couple of weeks, to be honest, I think one of the main things is the the competition as well between, mm. um, obviously between himself and himself and Marms. They're both like at each other's at each other's necks. Um. Li- quite literally sometimes it's um, is that right really it's crazy uh, yeah so it's healthy. what you want like so no. um he's not afraid to pick either of them either like and no, no, yeah, yeah. No, like the two it'll be it'll be interesting obviously the two lads. Marmo played really really well yesterday and yeah, um, so yeah it's just Blady obviously raises he's really sharp in around the rocks. um and he's just he's been playing class, he got on the end of a few breaks and he obviously finished a try last week against um against Cardiff so he's been going class.
1: Yeah.
2: We actually gave you
0: try of the season
1: How did you
2: already, didn't we?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, we yeah, haven't unreal.
2: done our official
0: awards yet. And there is no, well, there no awards? Is, there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to give you. Just to yeah. boujum. You get to go to boujum. Unreal. You do have
1: <laughs> <day>. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. But yeah, no, Well done. <laughs> that try. It was obviously the try against Cardiff, wasn't yeah. it? The chip and gather and the whole play obviously but like yeah playing into the start. breeze it was it was some try to be fair it was the start yeah nah. <laughs> nah, the I, meant, I meant from like the, I meant from the stuff from the 22 like
2: yeah. Bundy's obviously around the back offload and then you had um, Tiernan's That's obviously offload so offload as well and then yeah it was just offloads everywhere it was um, I, I, yeah Dennis's pass, then obviously out the back to me and then mm. I was fortunate enough that I got Matthew Morgan kind of flat footed because I actually thought I was like look I was like how did I beat him with like Cause I'm not like wouldn't be the quickest, and I looked at my speed thing, and it wasn't quick at all. So I was surprised I actually got there in the end.
0: Right, so you can check afterwards how yeah.
2: this, this what technology wasn't there Techn- when I played. Last, they did it last <laughs> week. I remember. Um, so Marmo Bundy and I think there was a few others were doing like they were trying to get their top speed. Marmo hit a a ten point seven. No, ten point six last week, which is. Thirty-seven
1: in around thirty-seven kilometers.
2: What? Uh, what in training? Yeah, uh, after training, so they're doing like so. We do like sprints after training. Ten point seven is ridiculous. Yeah. Ten point seven. Wow. He's the fastest man in Connacht rugby history.
1: Marmion. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 That, like, um, That's ridiculously quick. Yeah. like Jacob or like, um, Great Gilroy None of them would be getting. Yeah. Ten point seven. Galway now, Galway does have a, a slight, <laughs> slight breeze. <so, laughs> yeah. Downhill. Downhill. Down, down.
2: Real, down breeze. So. Nah, no, but yeah, ten point seven. So. That's pretty
0: incredible. Quick. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I still love the speed training. That was some of my my favorite part of yeah, watching yourself getting quicker over over six months and uh, get more explosive. I thought that was some of the best training we did. We had an Olympic athlete coaching us in monster Tom Cummins. Yeah, close. Just obviously knew everything yeah. you need to know about sprinting, and he didn't an, had done a PhD on uh on rugby sprinting as well. So
1: yeah, he was the, he was the He was the go-to, wasn't he? He was like the sprinter whisperer. He was like, "I'm gonna make you faster." Yeah, did it's gonna get better? Then David Wallace just comes in and beats
0: everyone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. no training, never trained. His ankles just sellotape together, like keeping it in place. But um, so then you've uh, you've also had an interesting year, getting your first cap. Yeah, uh, for Ireland. Tell us about that. How how did that feel?
2: Uh, Yeah, it was unreal. Obviously, um, I probably did think the. Uh, opportunity probably had passed um, with just kind of the way coming into World Cup years sometimes it, things might tend to change because as obviously fellas who've been there kind of through the whole cycle and obviously coming in towards the end you'd have to be doing remarkably well to to get a look in so um, I was fortunate enough with um, how Connick were playing in terms of form and then there was kind of a few injuries in the, my position as well so um, it was unreal something we've been working for, for years Um and just to get it then in Rome as well it was class and then to get the two ones after that was was
0: pretty cool that was good mm. and uh, I saw you dedicated your first cap to your cousin Brian yeah very sadly passed away and uh, that was a beautiful moment I must say yeah
2: no it was um, like his his parents would have been my, my parents obviously and his parents would be quite close um, I would have been real close to it um, with Brian he'd been twenty twenty nine 29 when he passed away so it was a uh, Unfor- I was kind of unfortunate I couldn't do it for him when he was I suppose alive but yeah. um, it was kind of a week before so it's like nearly a year to the anniversary when it happened so um, it was a nice little thing I suppose I could have done for his his family and stuff so it was, it was uh, unreal so they're doing a charity cycle for him now in on the 26th of this month which is the day of the Pro 14 final, so unfortunately won't be People able to, to cycle it. in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where's the cycle? Uh, they're doing it from Athlone because I'm I'm from Athlone. Athlone to Galway. Lovely. So I'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. will um, be there for the celebrations, maybe. Yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll I'll get back for the Sunday. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hopefully we we'll beat the Ulster good lads. I was actually, <laughs> passive aggressive. <yeah. laughs> but I was just I was actually thinking when I was coming in I was like because um, I remember I was in before this I was this camp. I was in uh, pre-camp maybe two and a half years ago, I think, and you were there, like right, uh-huh. two and a half, three years ago. I was trying to think, remember they used to do them behind a body ball, the, the body ball sort of stuff, and oh, you had yeah. to do the tackling. What was and it? I was, so it was, in, it was 2016, I think it was. Uh-huh. It was... We'd played wasps, um, and I was in. Maybe two weeks later, and yeah. I remember we were doing a body ball, and obviously it was my first time ever in the environment. I was absolutely like breaking it. What's the body ball now? And so like it's so say Trimby would like run at me, you do tackle, you hit the ground, and like place the ball.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you concerned? I was. That well, Joe I, is gonna.
2: No, no, not at all, not at all. But I was just, I was thinking that I was just wondering. You, I remember at the time ran, and I was like, "Oh, he's going to try and bash me here." But then he actually ran, and he actually went like 50, 60 percent. So it was no, like I shit. did try and bash you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, like Andrew Trimble's pretty sound. He didn't actually try to bash me." Either that, or he's an absolute yeah. weakling. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other. I'm too old. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was,
1: hope this young player goes goes easy on yeah. me. <laughs> I was done at that stage anyway. I'd all but
0: retired. Yeah. What uh, years? What are you? Twenty-seven now? Twenty-six. Twenty-six. 26 yeah. Um, I always found the one thing I was terrible at focusing on when I was a player was how long your career possibly can be and yeah. that you could could play until 35. Um, so more about, I suppose, I, I wish I was more aware of how much time I had and that it mm. wasn't a rush. And uh, I suppose you you say it's taken you a while to get that Irish cap, but yeah. you obviously must have your sights on the, the number 10 jersey for Ireland over the next 10 years is that... Is that the goal.
2: Um, well, it was the start of the season. It was to get into a camp, um, get one cap. Then obviously, since I've done that, I've kind of set it to try get ten um, in the next kind of twelve to eighteen months. So, um, however that comes about, um, I just have to kind of worry about playing well. If we can go well with Connacht, it probably makes it a lot easier. Obviously, playing in Champions Cup. Um, so I think that can be you, you kind of see people be saying, "Oh, you're playing well," but they're saying, "Oh, well, it's not in Champions Cup." So, hopefully, next year if we're playing playing well and then obviously competing well in that. Um, I can yeah, hopefully be starting. That's
0: kind of why wouldn't you be wanting
4: Absolutely, to be by yeah. 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 So, yeah,
0: good man. So speaking of Champions, or speaking of there of uh, knockout stages of, uh, <laughs> yeah, of a very prominent which, which we weren't speaking about at all uh, Ulster next week in the Kingspan um, you were saying beforehand you've got a, a dinner date afterwards with uh, John Cooney the Coons yeah, yeah housewarming that, his housewarming yeah. so you're staying up in, in Belfast yeah, afterwards that would be, be interesting it be awkward
1: after it. <laughs> well, either way it could either be way awkward be, for you so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so i go where? to um, be
2: obviously playing there Saturday and then staying up after it um, so yeah, there'll be a few of the Ulster lads
1: at it. So, did so. you get the invite to that? No, I didn't. Oh, it's probably pending. Is yeah. it? We've we're, we've moved house. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it must have gone to the old house. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So now we got crack um, the Ulster lads. I met a couple of them. McCluskey is a good lad as well. I yeah. no, calling a couple of them. Um, obviously, Jordy's up there now as well. And mm. um, Jack McGrath, obviously, yeah, we oh, good mate. Yeah. He's kind of got close with him during the the Six Nations. So he's a good lad.
1: Great lad, isn't he? Yeah, he's been on the lad. show actually. Big fan mm-hmm. of. Is he? Yeah. A, well, we don't
0: he's a, a fan, fan. <laughs> but he <been> well. <laughs> he brought us in some biltong oh yeah um, well, I was, it was actually
2: I dropped up um, so our, my family business would be uh, like pork and bacon production so I dropped up um, himself Tig and uh, Keane a big hamper there yesterday full of oh, what's I the I forgot name of yours uh, Oliver Carty Meats
0: yours is on the way don't worry yeah
2: uh, I'll give you my new address yeah please, I'll
0: send it up Yeah, will bring don't it up want, Saturday I don't want the same thing to happen <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, you're going to stick around because we're going to do, uh, we've got our Game of Thrones correspondent, Dave Shannon.
1: Correspondent.
0: Coming on the phone. And uh, I think the two of you will obviously, you, 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 the two of you will add to this because I'm pretty useless when it comes to Game of Thrones to be honest. But uh, Let's see what he has. So let's get him on the phone. On The North Awaits this week, we discuss the longest battle scene in television history as the Night King's forces finally reach Winterfell in the epic third episode of the final season of Game of Thrones. Join me, Michael Fry, and Carol Kinsella, and a special guest as we analyse the episode and mourn the inevitable death of some beloved characters. That's The North Awaits on Spotify and SoundCloud from 10.30pm
1: Monday, the 29th of April. Don't miss out. OK, so we've got Shanners on the line. Uh, Dave Shanahan. Hi, Dave. Hi, <laughs> <Dave. laughs> guys. <does> How's <laughs> I after I clapped? Yeah. I, thought, yeah, I thought you invited me to clapped. No. You know? <laughs> <Like, laughs> I'm the one who does That's the clapped. That's my thing. Uh, Anyway, Shanahan, we've got our Game of Thrones... Correspondent. Correspondent on the line. Um, so, so, yeah. Yeah, Shanners. From beyond the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Shanners, la- uh, last week, Greg Jones had a bit of an easy ride. This week, you've got, uh, we've got Jack Carty in the studio, who's read all the books. And also, oh, crap, uh, like. yeah, I know you're in trouble. You need to you need to have done your homework because uh, we've also got um, Matthew who runs a Joe.ie Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so right. Um, just don't be spurting out any old crap. Yeah. Just make, sure, <laughs> make sure you're
5: pretty accurate. Well, I'm, I, know, well I, I feel like I was a Game of Thrones expert compared to you, Trendy, Like, but yeah. fucking, you put me in, in in hot water here. I know. I know. I'm very much mid-table. I
1: think Barry's kind of in the relegation zone. Yeah, I'm poor. <laughs> Uh, it all goes over my
0: head I just kind of like the dragons when they come on this <laughs> <laughs> but the lads are coming out with some stuff here that just totally goes over my head okay so first oh, no. one
1: first one Shanners um, um, the Crips. what's the chat what's the chat there then everybody's gonna become
5: alive and kill everybody is that right uh, is that is that a theory is it I I hadn't even thought about that what's uh, inside Winterfell
1: yes that's the that's one of the theories we put out there yeah um, Lydia Lydia no what's what's the Stark? L- Liana. Liana, sorry, Liana's gonna uh, come to life, um, kill everyone.
5: Yeah. Well, is, uh, is Ned Stark down there as well? Apparently, Ned's oh, not there.
1: Yeah. Do you know that, Jack? I didn't oh, know no. that. Oh, That'd be great. Yeah. I don't know. if the Starks will come back
2: though. I think just all the people will be killed. Yeah. But and will there be people we know that? that will... varies is down there. Yeah. I think Varys But
5: who, who else is down there? Just Liana and all the other Stark people.
0: Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I don't. I
1: really the, don't know. Jack...
0: The, all the women, all the women and, and kids around there.
5: Yeah,
0: didn't Leanna? Oh, right. Leanna came back in the books. I think she she came back to life. Is that right? Uh, Caitlin Stark. Caitlin Stark. She sorry. came back to life. Oh,
5: yeah, okay. yeah she, that's a big part of the books. Actually, it's not in the show at all, is it? And she actually she comes back and like kills other people, doesn't she? Yeah.
0: That'd be class if she came back and she was good. No. Could oh she, yeah, she's could a she a go, guy. Can she come back and be good? No, like? she no, no, no.
5: she killed all the people that like were like bad to her family and stuff yeah, or think something she like hung, that. Hung Podrick, I think. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really?
1: oh nice. Jeez, there's a lot going yeah. on here. Um, uh, so anyway, the, yeah. So everybody downstairs, Shanners, do you think? Uh, do you think they're all they're all dead? Uh,
5: well, I think there's a po- surely a possibility that the Night King is floating about. He can get them back up, Candy.
1: Yeah. So um, the big ginger waddling. Um uh Kieran Treadwell of Tarth. <laughs> um <laughs> uh Varys. I'll be glad to see the back of Varys yeah. Um Do you think he's you think he's still up to some tricky business, there He's a rascal. I'd say he's probably um the he's the he's the one I'd be most concerned about. Actually I'm I'm also quite concerned about uh Daenerys.
5: Oh like, definitely. She's definitely like the way she reacted to John Stark telling that stuff last week, uh, John Stark now now. Yeah. Uh kind her that stuff last week uh, yeah she's definitely going to try something for that, I reckon yeah
0: what's the deal with the the little girl that's uh, like a lord uh, Mormont Lady Mormont yeah. yeah that's mad isn't it yeah. <laughs> she, she'd be making it all these mad, decisions she's yeah. like 12 I'd be like ah don't listen <laughs> to her she's, like, no, she's going to throw a strop any minute like <laughs>
1: um, yeah she uh, she uh, refused to go to the crypts didn't she yeah Oh, she wanted to get out and fight, like yeah. She's gonna get her head kicked in. (laughs) I would have thought. Yeah, surely, (laughs) surely not. Like, Um, so the the also another one, another theory I heard was that the Night King. Now, the camera only kind of panned briefly to the the White Walkers at the end, but the Night King wasn't Mm -hmm. there. Do you think that's significant at all? Well, surely
5: he'd he'd be on the dragon, wouldn't he? Oh, he's uh, he's gonna make a big entrance at some stage, then. Yeah, he'll do. Like I reckon it'll be something like the look, like the it'll look like the the good guys are winning and then help her just sweep in, are not they? Yeah. They
0: don't look that tactical, like, do they? The White Walkers, they're just kind of just... Bawling.
5: No, yeah, surely they they, <laughs> they can't really speak, can they?
1: Yeah. It's just quiet. You know what? I bet you in all the, the Game of Thrones forums, no one's ever said, can the White Walkers speak? <laughs> like, yeah, how, no one's how dug, do they
5: communicate? Like, yeah, yeah,
1: no one's dug that deep, Sean, as you're asking all the right questions. Ooh.
5: There we go.
1: Uh, um, also, um, the red woman,
5: uh, do you think she's going to play a part because she's just… Oh Yeah, where did she go again? Volantis. <laughs> go back to Volantis, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't Is know that... what she's going to do, to be honest. Like. Yeah, but she's definitely up to something, you would imagine. Do you reckon? Surely she's away though. Like, I haven't heard of her in ages
1: yeah
0: but that's <laughs> <laughs> she that to sleep
2: didn't
1: didn't you, she she, when she she
0: got all old she took the
2: necklace off and got really old, yeah oh, yeah. yes,
1: that's right forgot about that and you're like <laughs> 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 she was so hard before him. um put the necklace back out <laughs> uh so also um after this, then we've got another three more episodes, so i mean the the humans have to have to win this battle, surely.
5: Yeah, you'd imagine you'd imagine though this'll be the episode where surely a lot of people will die, won't they? Uh yeah, but what I'm saying, if if they all die
1: then then that's more or less it, isn't it? Not? I suppose it seems true if the White Walkers are all die. Yeah, so you'd it. imagine
5: you'd imagine they'll win. Unless it's sort of like the balloters sort of goes on over the next three episodes and stuff as well. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Who do you think will die? Who would uh... like, like to <laughs> Like there's there's a lot of people who are fairly like they, they can get rid of pretty easy. I'd imagine like guys like there's a lot of dead don't wood. Know. There's a lot
1: of dead wood. This is like last year with Ulster. Tommy, <laughs> yeah, it Lee, it is <laughs> isn't it, isn't Marshy, <laughs> Chris Henry,
5: all dead. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be chucked out. Yeah. Uh, so I read, I'd, I'd I read, say guys like the Thorman, the big ginger uh, Wildling, would you like to call on? Uh, yeah. I'd say he'll probably go surely.
1: I like him, I'm fond of
0: him. But they're so good at killing like major characters that Yeah, yeah.
5: Well they, they yeah, could yeah. do that as well. Well do you reckon any major ones would go? I well, don't know, I, maybe I they'll read, kill Daenerys or something.
1: I, know. I read somewhere um that um uh the the like what the actors were earning um, was published yeah. and that could be a reflection of how many episodes that they're in for. Uh-huh. So Oh really? So they reckon who's, Tarion, who's, Who's earning the most? So Tyrion, Jamie, Cersei, uh, Daenerys, and Jon Snow are all earning um, half a million uh, U- US dollars per episode. So because they're them. getting paid so much, they one theory is that they're the guys that survive. Okay.
5: Yeah, but also they're the biggest names in general, though, so they can might just have a. They're also set thing.
0: There, I wonder what <clears throat> if you look at the names that come up on the screen at the start during the intro. Whose names come up first? That give you an indication as yeah. well. Yeah, maybe, maybe. What's your man's name? Peter, I don't know. Peter Dinkage. Yeah, His is the first name that comes
5: up. Oh, All right. Well. I, ca- I can't. There's, there's people giving out a chat that um, the that Carrion is going to go rogue and he's going to sort of betray everyone. What do you reckon that? Um,
1: didn't, don't they? Re- there's one theory that he's a Targaryen.
5: Yeah. There's, yeah. There's that as well, isn't there? Because there's a lot. There's a lot of sort of like theories about him being Targaryen and stuff. And then they'll have. They sort of say. Him, John, John Snow, and Daenerys, and then the three main ones, and or something, three Tar- Targaryen ones.
1: Yeah. So if if those guys, like obviously this is massively buying into, I read one article, <laughs> and it said those five to <laughs> survive. But if if those five then are the the survivors, then we're talking the vulnerable, high-profile guys are Sansa, Arya, Brienne, Ginger Wildling. Um, <laughs>
5: I can't remember Oberyn and the Hound. Right. Yeah, I can see I can see the hound surviving to be honest because they're probably going to do something with him in the mountain, aren't yeah. they? The oh, ball, at some yeah. point,
2: yes. Yeah, the Bowl is.
5: Yes, dramatic. exactly. Yeah, the bowl I I want to see I want to see the the mountain crushing more skulls again. Yeah, shannon yeah. What do
2: you what do you reckon about um, Jamie? In other words, is that prophecy that Jamie will
5: kill Cersei? Do you reckon that could come? Yeah, on? yeah. Because then he's like the queen slayer as well as the king yeah. slayer and something like that. Uh, That's yeah. something. What was that, was that a- yeah, I I don't know, I don't know, I don't know much about the prophecy. What, is it? what does it that all say? Well, in the way, there was a prophecy
2: that she'd lose her three kids would die, so all three kids have died, and then that she'd get oh yes she'd get murdered by her, and then there's some Valerian name for it by her. Um, is is that
5: when she went in when she went into that witch hunt yeah, thing, they, witch hunt thing?
2: They don't know if it'll be like. Arya wearing Jamie's face, or if it'll actually be Jamie? Oh, nice. oh C- C- uh, be C- yeah, Because yeah. C- Cersei's on Arya's list, so you don't
5: know. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. That's that, that, a- that could be a good one.
1: Yeah. So there's right. There's obviously a lot going on, and there's a lot of I Obviously, there's a lot of. I mean, Jack's after um, translating <laughs> Valerian there for us. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gone to great lengths. Uh, you had one theory, uh, theory, Shanners, that was a little bit more basic. You just thought. Bran looks like the Night King. He might be the yeah. Night King. Is that more or less oh. the conclusion? You well, if,
5: when you put when you put pictures on side by side, I I think their noses are quite similar. So <laughs> I don't know if that's the thing.
1: So that
0: pretty <laughs> much know. sells it. I think they do. I've seen that picture. They're the
1: head off each other.
5: Yeah, they are. So I'm like they're surely they're quite connected, and all, So, that could be one. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I think. Um, so obviously, you're under pressure, Shannon as our as our expert um, coming in, and then kind of there's a lot there's a lot of Game of Thrones knowledge in the room, myself and Barry, yeah. myself and Barry excluded. <laughs> um, but uh, then the other issue is that this is out of date in like right, what twelve? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that long. <laughs> uh, so everybody listening to this knows um, how much of a, a fraud we all are, despite <laughs> <laughs> uh, all uh, these yeah. theories. Um, a little bit like. Um, like like Pat when we were watching the Masters, yeah. <laughs> That's going to keep getting brought up, isn't it? Just <laughs> yeah, me calling yeah. Molinari for the Masters is going to keep getting brought yeah. up. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Pat. <laughs> um, but anyway, as far as we're concerned, um, I think you, your your opinion is is very highly held, Shannon. So thanks a lot for coming on. Uh,
0: which character? Which character would you like us to reference uh, you as? <laughs> So girl. what character do I want to be? Yeah, the girl. The girl, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the girl.
5: Yeah, I wouldn't mind being Aria. Yeah, she's we pretty good, isn't seriously. she?
0: Aria. Yeah. We've given that to Michael
5: Lowry earlier on. Oh, really? Well, you guys pick. Who do you think I should be?
1: No, Mike Lowry just lost his virginity in the last episode, did not it?
5: I wouldn't mind but, being... Uh, 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 Euron Greyjoy he's a bit rogue isn't he um, is that the guy that 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 rode Cersei
0: yeah ah I have a theory on that that she rode him so she can say that he's that the baby that she has then is his baby rather oh than, instead
5: of rather Jamie's
0: Jamie's yeah yeah
5: yeah potentially potentially did she, did she I, I, that? I love him because like, everyone on the show has like all these different motives like they want to like rule or they want to get one piece or something all he really wants to do is just ride the Queen isn't it <laughs> <laughs> I think it's quite funny like.
0: yeah, that's you so man perfect yeah. that's all you that's why you went to
1: Ulster for you just want to ride the
0: Queen <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, alright cool. Shanners. listen thanks a lot for coming oh yeah what not have been the game yesterday
5: <laughs> uh, Yeah, it was, it, it was good wasn't it yeah yeah you, you, you're you're
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's enough rugby. No, it's getting awkward. Yeah, jack, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well look, best of luck next uh next week, man. We'd love oh, to have you on. Hold on, sorry, are you getting invited, Shanners, to Cooney's house party next weekend?
5: Uh no.
1: <laughs> <Are> you? <laughs> no, I didn't get invited either. But um jack didn't. Know,
5: looked, I didn't know there was one. Yeah, Jack. Are you going Jack? Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm going
2: yeah. What the hell, myself
5: and uh, Dave Hefferner are gone, so two connoquids. Oh no, well, he hasn't. Maybe this has not us about it yet. Well, oh, can you just, uh, have you just
1: moved house, Shannon? By any chance? Have I? Yeah, have you just moved house? Because a lot of my well, stuff's I'm, going to my old address. I'm wondering that might be the same reason you're not getting invited to house
5: party. <laughs> well, uh, no, um, I actually am moving moving house now in like a week, but. <laughs> no, I, do, I, don't, I just don't think Cairns likes you very much. That's too late to be an excuse. Anyway, Shoners, listen,
1: thanks a lot for coming on. Yeah. No thanks, worries. Man. OK, thanks, Dave. Uh, and good luck in the
0: quarterfinals next weekend to all the uh, the Irish teams involved. Um, we also asked you to vote on the Guinness Made More Irish Player of the Weekend. And here are your nominees, Marcus Ray and Darren Cave of Ulster, the Monster duo of CJ Stander and Tyg Byrne. Thanks for your votes and your comments. The winner is Tig Byrne. He's won a few times, I'd say, is he? Yeah, he's probably fed up. Yeah, uh, too many teeth. <laughs> he was good. He was very good. He scored a. He, see his goose, goose step for the <laughs> yeah. uh, for the try. That was um, quite funny. Probably not needed, but it looked class. Um, and obviously stealing ball like he usually does. Turn off a few lineouts, etc. Uh, we also put out a hashtag, AskHOR for your Twitter questions. Um, we'll ru- quickly one, run through one of these. Uh, what uh, Martin Scarry asked, what character would Neil Francis be in Game of Thrones? Um, I was thinking, uh, do you know those old dudes that wouldn't let Sam help your man or... I don't know, Sam had something from the book and they were yeah, like. Citadel. The yeah, the Citadel. Fucking miserable bastard students. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my day,
1: we did it like this. <laughs> <laughs> <It's quite laughs>
0: That's what I always get off Neil Francis. It kind of has that air of. Things were better when he was involved or something. Yeah. But you, you had one as well, did you? <laughs> me, yeah. Uh, um, the Red Lady one.
1: Yeah
2: potentially the red lady without the necklace.
1: Way
0: <laughs> better. <laughs> <laughs> Way better. Yeah. Way better. Now I'm picturing Neil Francis naked. Um and that's pretty much it. I think we'll leave it at that. Uh thanks a million for coming on man sure and best of luck yeah, for uh, for the re- rest you. of the season. I think you should probably be our correspondent as well Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I've been off.
0: Yeah. I'll be deputy
2: I'll help Shanners. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Probably yeah, we'll get you on around. <laughs> that maybe towards the end uh, the last episode so uh, yeah best of luck for the rest of the season Cheers, lads. thanks Thanks a million uh, Thanks to everyone that uh, helped make the show today Shane, Fiona, Anthony and Pat Thanks for all your questions your comments for listening and all your favourite apps and for watching us on YouTube This has been Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby here on Joe together with Guinness Party on Party on You were listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.